0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, It is, well it was, Pride weekend over the weekend in Toronto, which I guess is Canada's biggest Pride event. Edmonton's was earlier this month, Calgary's is in uh, September I believe. Uh, Some other communities are doing some Pride events and we've seen some unfortunate uh, reactions in Tabor over the weekend. A Pride flag was burned you saw last week in Lethbridge, Pride sidewalk was vandalized. Really? I mean, I don't get that at all. You don't want to take part? Don't take part. Right? I mean, how warped does your view need to be? How empty does your life need to be that you go out of your way to you know, wreck a crosswalk or burn a flag? But anyway uh toronto's pride is mentioned i mean it's the biggest it's meant to be a big party but it's also probably the most politicized now we saw last year here in calgary there was a push by the group black lives matter to convince calgary pride to block out the police don't let the calgary police service be a part of pride events any officers who want to march in uniform tell them no and to their credit calgary pride said you know what we're not going to do that we got a good relationship with the calgary police service we think it's important they're more than welcome unfortunately though in Toronto the police are not welcome and it's also unfortunate I think that Justin Trudeau Kathleen Wynne John Tory all three of whom marched in Toronto Pride over the weekend didn't say something about that I think it would be a good reason maybe even to not go to say I'd love to be a part of Pride I don't like this stance uh, on on the Toronto Police Service they were pretty quiet So what was the reaction? What went down in Toronto over the weekend? Joining us uh, for more, Sue Ann Levy joins us, columnist with Toronto Sun, torontosun.com. Sue Ann, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: All right. So, I mean, it's meant to be a big party. I mean, was it? Is is Pride in Toronto still as big as it was a few years ago?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, It's a huge weekend. And normally you'd get one million plus people coming to the parade and the parade uh, festivities. It's a weekend-long, well, actually, it's become a month-long of festivities, but it all culminates in the last couple of days and the Pride Parade uh, yesterday. Um, But uh, from what I could see, from my vantage point, and I I marched within the parade and then stood at the sidelines yesterday, uh, it looked like the attendance was way, way down Uh, because of just exactly what you said before I came on the air, uh, the controversy over the police ban.
0: So give us the background on, on how that happened in
1: the first place. Oh, my God. I feel like I've covered this story for years <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, I actually, luckily or unluckily, happened to be at the Pride uh, Annual General Meeting in January uh, when uh, a a group of self-described white butch dykes hijacked the meeting and insisted that uh, the uh, General Assembly there vote on Pride uh, on Black Lives Matter's demands. Those demands, of course, were presented uh, to Pride last July in the parade uh, when they hijacked the parade and had a sit-in for 30 minutes and held up proceedings. Um, The demands, uh, there were eight demands, but of course the most controversial was asking that all uh, police involvement in the parade uh, be stopped. Uh, Weapons, their weapons, their uniforms, their floats, uh, any sort of hospitality they provide all except uh, them providing the free 500,000 plus security, which is absorbed by the city coffers. Uh, They still wanted that, but they wanted the police completely out of the parade otherwise.
0: Well, and, and, you know, you can understand maybe from the gay community's perspective that, OK, there's there's some bad history with law enforcement. Uh, you've had crackdowns, arrests, bookstores raided, et cetera. But if if the pride community, pride organizers want to move on from that, and build a good relationship with with police, that should be up to them. Right. What, what does Black Lives Matter have to do with with pride?
1: Well, unfortunately, uh, Pride Toronto has a history of being uh, hijacked or, shall I say, intimidated by fringe groups uh, with a message that may not uh, jive with the rest of the population. Five, six years ago, and I've written about this extensively in a a book I authored last fall, um, they were uh, sabotaged or hijacked by a group called Queers Against Israeli Apartheid. Um, And that. that went on for several years. And now Black Lives Matter has done the same. So uh, the, you've got a combination of very weak-willed people at Pride Toronto, and then, of course, uh, a city council, a mayor, a premier, uh, who are all very, very weak-willed and won't speak up and have have allow, allowed themselves to be intimidated by Black Lives Matter. I mean, this thing is so surreal. Uh, to your listeners out in Western Canada, they must be shaking their heads, thinking, how could this fringe group of thugs, and I call them thugs, uh, a completely sabotage a parade, a huge parade uh, that has a number of sponsors, uh, that brings in over a million people to Toronto, tourists and other people who come down from the burbs to watch it. How could this group have done it? But they did it.
0: So the anti-Israel groups are still there, right? They were still there this year?
1: No, they actually they uh, ended, disbanded after World Pride in 2014. And I think, you know, uh, uh, it was largely due to many, many efforts by a grassroots group, uh, which I was involved in, in the mainstream media who thankfully thankfully came out and said this is outrageous that uh, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. Uh, Other Middle Eastern countries, the 16 of them, would chop your head off or chop your fingers off if you were openly gay and and sometimes not only arrest you but kill you. Um, So there there was a lot of uh, pressure on this group to disband, and they finally did. However, Black Lives Matter is a totally different story. Uh, They have been fawned over by the left-wing media here in Toronto and outside of toronto and the politicians just their spines turn to jelly these people are so um they they well they don't intimidate me but they're they are so um aggressive and they um you know i think that's a lot to do with white guilt these people you know the politicians feel that if they don't pander to them they'll be called all kinds of names racist this that so that's been the problem here now, the
0: fact that the prime minister was there, the fact that Ontario's premier was there, Toronto's mayor was there, and yet they're well aware of the, the ban on, on police officers. They didn't have anything to say about it. What, what kind of message does that send you, there?
1: Well, it sends a terrible message, and I mean, in the weeks leading up to this, first of all, I would say that the mayor has been very weak on this issue, and in fact, he had the opportunity to show that this was wrong back at the end of May, when City Council, a motion was brought forward at City Council to defund Pride this year of its $260,000 grant, um, until Pride Toronto saw the light and lifted the ban, Uh, the mayor... And 27 others, uh, voted that idea down. So the mayor was right there. And, uh, as far as Trudeau was concerned, I was, I found his comments, uh, yes, yesterday extremely distasteful. I was in the scrum when he started about the great inclusivity of pride and the fact that we should all respect each other. I mean, he speaks in bumper stickers to begin with, but it was just absolutely distasteful to hear him say that, given the controversy. And Kathleen Wynne, our first lesbian premier, and I say that as a gay woman myself, our first lesbian premier, she said nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, Throughout this controversy, the last six months, she has said nothing. She has not weighed in on it.
0: What's been the reaction from, from Toronto Police, uh, from the, the, uh, the organization that represents the officers, and even from some individual uh, gay and lesbian officers who have spoken
1: out? Oh, they've been very, very disappointed. They, their morale has really taken quite the blow. And um, as you may or may not know, 100 actually went down to um, New York to march in the New York City Pride Parade. Um, they were invited by uh, the group down there represents officers in New York City. And the head of the union, the police union, Mike McCormick, took a contingent of almost 100 officers, 60% of them uh, gay and lesbian officers, and they marched in their parade yesterday. And I might add that that parade was hijacked by Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, it, it, it's been a, you know, it has really divided the gay community. There are tons of people who boycotted the parade here in Toronto yesterday. Uh, longtime gay people. You know, I, I spoke to one gentleman who is 70 years old, has marched in 22 parades, 22 years running, decided not to um, march in the parade to boycott all the festivities yesterday.
0: All right. Well, do you think next year is going to be any different?
1: Oh, God knows. I mean, the mayor swore to me yesterday that uh, they're going to resolve this. But as long as they kowtow to Black Lives Matter and let, and let them set the rules. And uh, I might add that Black Lives Matter didn't register to march yesterday, but they actually crashed the parade at the end. So the rules don't apply to them. And as long as they get that idea and they're emboldened by that, I don't think they're going to be resolving this. So they showed all. up,
0: but they weren't, they weren't officially in the parade, right?
1: No, they marched. They actually showed up and walked in the parade.
0: At the end, yes, they just jumped right in.
1: Yes, they (laughs) did with their signs. Obviously, they had planned this because the signs were very artistically done, and they had veils. They were all dressed up in their black finery, and yes, they had planned this ahead of time. Now,
0: what would they have done if Toronto police had been invited? What were they threatening to do?
1: Well, God knows. I mean, they kept saying that they felt intimidated and marginalized, and uh, they felt vulnerable and threatened, and like. You know, like I say in my column today, I stood beside a lovely officer for an hour and a half of the parade yesterday and feel a slightly bit intimidated or threatened, nor did anybody around me. So, um, And she was in uniform providing security Mm -hmm. um, and a lovely, lovely woman. So I, I, I have no idea what they would have done if the police had shown up. But, you know, the police know when they're not invited. They know when they're not welcome. And they stay home or went to New York to march. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, well, uh, much more, torontosun.com and you mentioned the book. Uh, we'll give that a plug. It's called Underdog, Confessions of a Right-Wing Gay-Jewish Muckraker. Love the title. Sue Ann, thanks for joining oh, us. Thank appreciate you so
1: it. much. Have a good day. All
0: right, you too. take care. That is Sue Ann Levy, columnist with the Toronto Sun and her book. Well, let's say it one more time. It's just fun to say. It's called Underdog, Confessions of a Right-Wing Gay-Jewish Muckraker. So she was there at Pride and that's uh, what she observed yesterday. 403-974-TALK is our number. We're back with more right after this.